This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and uh, welcome back, everybody. Well, for those of you who have returned, including everybody uh, here mm-hmm. in our uh, studio this morning, if you are uh, tuning in listening this morning, Cooler temperatures on the way. I noticed this last night uh, when I went let the dog out. Uh, just the difference between last night and uh, Sunday night was very different because I'm like, yeah. brr! Felt, uh, <laughs> felt chilly this morning compared to the way it has been. Yeah, 40 degrees in downtown Boise. Still going to get uh, cooler as the week goes on. Still going to be a fairly nice day today, but however, we're going to see a change tomorrow, as you heard in the weather forecast. Rain showers possible. Uh, and looking into next week, I notice that that's where we start to see the uh, temperatures. We might get our first official frost of the year, which uh, I, I haven't looked at the actual data, but I think this is late. Mm-hmm. Usually we've seen a frost here in the Treasure Valley by now, I think, and we have not officially seen a frost as of yet. What is this, a third uh Third or fourth week already of uh, of October, third I guess. Yeah, and hmm. by the way, um, just want to this warning for everybody out here who likes to carve pumpkins. This week is the number one week for <laughs> carving pumpkin injuries. Oh well, so be careful. The week before Halloween, of course. Yeah, Halloween will be coming your way next week. Try to do it without using a knife. Now that takes talent. (laughs) Coming up here for you this morning, um, not a lot to talk about, thank goodness, uh, when it comes to Speaker of the House race, because quite frankly, not only am I tired of this crap going on for this long, by the way, which is week number three, Mm -hmm. um, also tired of talking about it. So not much happened. Um, The update we can give you, is that they met behind closed doors to hear speeches and to hear each person lay out their plans and goals for becoming Speaker of the House. Um, That happened last night. Uh, Sometime later today, supposedly, they're supposed to have another closed-door meeting where they will begin voting for the uh, Speaker that will be put forward for the vote in the full House, as we have done two times before and still have not had a Speaker Come forward. One uh, withdrew his name. The other was forced to withdraw his name, talking about uh, Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only update that I can offer you is that one person withdrew their name last night. So we will only be having eight people (laughs) that will come up for an official vote today. I I will tell you also... um, Wow, that's about, what, 11%? (laughs) Yeah. I I will also tell you um, that... One thing that I guess could be good, I'm looking at it as good, in that I hope that we're going to have a new Speaker of the House so that the House can get back to doing their job this week. Um, And that is that every one of the eight people have signed a pledge that no matter who ends up winning out of this vote, all the other seven people have promised to fully support the person that is put forward after the vote. We know they'll get at least seven votes. We not only get the seven votes, but they have to support them. They can't say, hey, um, 
I don't endorse this person. I'm mm-hmm. forced to vote for them, but I don't like that. It they have to but give the entire, full support. The entire rest of the house could still vote for somebody else. Yes, the entire rest of the house could still vote for somebody else. And and we've seen some- Mike Simpson could still cast his vote for Steve Scalise. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, by the way, is seeing a lot of criticism. However, one uh, newspaper I found it interesting and and i'm not going to say the newspaper i'll let you guess i'll give you two guesses the first one doesn't count said uh, both of idaho's congressmen stand erect but only one has a backbone is that right Mm -hmm. was it the new york post no it's a low it's a local newspaper and by the way here and by the way uh it was mike simpson that they were talking about so now your first two votes your your first two guesses don't count okay so i already said one that's totally wrong uh idaho statesman there you go that's who it was yeah oh okay yeah And, and it's interesting and by the way i and chris not behind the scenes we don't know how many phone calls from simpson's constituents that he received we have heard from people that have said they tried to call him and the phone lines were either busy or they couldn't get through they've sent emails um dorothy moon who is the head of the uh, gop chairwoman of the gop here in idaho did talk uh, with nate shellman on friday and said she got the same complaints from people trying to get a hold and couldn't get a hold of him and that was the reason that they were calling the uh, Idaho GOP offices trying to get through to make sure that they could get a message through to Mike Simpson. Um, and once again, based on that, do you vote with your backbone or do you vote with <laughs> what your constituents want you to vote? And I don't, I'm not saying that I know for a fact that Mike Simpson's constituents in his district were telling him that he wanted him, they wanted him to vote for Jim Jordan. I don't know that. Now, all I know is what Dorothy Moon said and what some of the other people were saying um, that were trying to get to his office. We, there, who knows? Maybe he could have got a lot of people saying, whatever you do, don't vote for Jim Jordan. And, and he did follow his constituents. But, um, you know, I will disagree with the uh, Idaho statesman in that the fact it's literally in the name. You are a representative. You are representing the voters, not what you think is, is right. So I don't know if you agree with that or not. If you don't think what is right, even though your voters, you know, are telling you to vote yeah. a certain way, it's like I don't care what Different. you say. This is not right to vote this way. I, 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 I don't know how you feel. Different theories on that, though. You may say, okay, I, I elect the guy, so uh, he represents me. So before he makes any decisions, he better call and ask me what I think, so he can represent me. Or the other uh, school of thought would be. We elected this guy because we think he's the guy who thinks the most like us, and we trust him now that we've elected him to represent us and make the correct decisions based, you know, if if on nothing else, then on his own conscience right? and sense of uh, what's right and wrong. And, and normally that's, that's the one I would agree with because obviously, um, you know, if you're just asking, hey, he needs to represent me, well, you know, he's got thousands of other... People, people who voted for him that right. he's got a representative they don't well, agree and, with you. And even if they didn't vote for him, he technically represents about 900,000 people. Yeah. So, you know, then it goes, well, we've already voted for him. We just voted for him to represent us. We don't get a say in how he does that we, because we already voted for him. Or are, are you of 
the point of believing that, hey, we represent, he's our representative, we mm-hmm. voted for him, and I'm going to tell, give him my input, and then based on all the input that he gets, does he, does he need to vote that way, or does he still vote the way he wants to? Because, hey, you elected him to vote the well, best, and best way is conscious un- sways. Undoubtedly, he's going to get input from different sides, too. Yeah. Because um, in, in 900,000 people, you're not going to find 900,000 Republicans or 900,000 Democrats. There's correct. Be, you know, a mixture plus a whole lot of people who probably don't care. And, and here's the other thing. You know, people can sit there and say also... I'm going to play the other side of this. It's like he received, you know, 500 phone calls. Well, I'll just use that as an example. He received 500 phone calls and emails. Out of those 500, 400 of them told him to vote for Jim Jordan. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a large majority of the 500 phone calls and emails emails you received. It's a small number of the people you represent. True. So, again, what do you do? Is it, do you just but, listen? How many times have we seen a very vocal majority, a minority, purely, be able to swing But purely according people. to statistics, it means that four out of five people who are willing to call a congressman yeah. wanted it that way. Yeah. What about the others? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 208-336-3700. Other thing we'll be talking about, a uh, couple of uh, women walked away from a uh, minor security prison here uh, outside of CUNA. One is still at large. I didn't say she was large. I said she was still at large. I could have said she's large. Um, One of the others, uh, between the two of them, by the way, that walked away, they weighed over 500 pounds. So I don't know. Uh, They definitely didn't, I don't think, run away. Um, We'll give you the details on that. Plus a former, or no, well, he's probably a former pilot by this point, uh, a, a pilot yesterday was charged with 83 counts of murder you're not going to believe this and you're definitely going to be attempted murder wasn't it yeah Yeah. uh attempted murder going to be happy that you weren't on his uh airplane we'll give you the details on that and more coming up here for you this morning phone lines are open 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless boise state takes on wyoming We've got your tickets this Saturday. Listen in to text and win. Right now, your first check on sports. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in downtown CUNA, the place to go for breakfast, lunch every day. Don't forget, you don't have to have lunch during lunchtime. They serve breakfast the entire time they're open. Get into Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. The Rangers have advanced to the World Series for the first time since 2011. Monday night, Texas dominated the Astros 11-4 to win the American League Championship Series, four games to three. Rangers right fielder Adolis Garcia was named MVP of the ALCS after hitting three fifty seven with five home runs and 15 runs batted in in the seven games. Houston manager Dusty Baker, who is 74 years old, has indicated he will announce his retirement in the next few days. This was only the second time in Major League history that the visiting team won every game in a seven-game series. The previous time also involved the Astros. It was the 2019 World Series when Houston lost to Washington. The National League Championship Series will be decided tonight in Philadelphia. Monday, the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies 5-1 to tie that series at three games apiece. Game 7 starts at 6 p.m. on TBS. It is the first time in the 141-year history of the Philadelphia franchise that they've ever played in a Game 7. 
The World Series will start Friday night in Arlington, Texas. On Monday Night Football, the Vikings beat the 49ers 22-17. Minnesota quarterback Kirk Cousins threw for 378 yards and two touchdown passes. Cousins became only the fifth quarterback in NFL history to throw for at least 300 yards 50 times in his career. San Francisco had a chance to win in the final minute until Minnesota safety Cameron Bynum intercepted a Brock Purdy pass with 33 seconds left. Former Boise State running back Alexander Madison led the Vikings with 39 yards rushing. Also in football, Kansas City wide receiver Justin Ross was arrested Monday in Shawnee, Kansas, on a felony charge of criminal damage of more than $25,000, according to the Johnson County Sheriff's Office booking and release report. The Chiefs organization told ESPN Monday night that they are aware of the arrest but have no comment at this time. Ross this season has played in seven games and has three receptions for 34 yards. That's sports. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you can uh, also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh, stick around, another chance for you to pick up your tickets to watch the Boise State's Broncos off their bye week. Take on the Wyoming Cowboys after their bye week. Always a good game between these two teams. Um, and I believe, if I remember correctly, Wyoming has only, yes, Wyoming has only beaten Boise State once. However, we saw last week, uh, you can throw that record out because uh, yeah. up until last week, uh, Colorado had never turns beaten out, Boise State. Turns out games in the past don't mean anything yeah. today. Gosh, I hate that. Uh, anyway, we've got your tickets. Listen in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. We'll have a chance for you to text and win once again this morning. Uh, speaking of free stuff, um, there is a uh, chicken chain here in the Treasure Valley in uh, Meridian. Have you guys, either of you guys tried Dave's Hot Chicken? Is it, is it any good? I, uh, I have not. Derek gives it two thumbs up. Um, anyway, I bring this up uh, because I like to share when you can get free stuff. And today, they're giving away a free chicken slider to celebrate rapper Drake's birthday today. Drake is an investor ah. in Dave's Chicken franchise. All you have to do is download the Dave's app, scan it at the register to check in and claim your sandwich. The offer is good from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., valid for in-store or drive through one per customer. It's a pretty good deal. Um, normally, their chicken slider costs $7, or six sixty nine. so with tax close to $7. You know, not, so. en- not enough people in the Boise area celebrate Drake's birthday every year. Yeah, so uh, I guess, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a yearly thing, but anyway, today, if you'd like a free sandwich, um, you can get in and get yourself a free chicken slider from uh, Dave's. I might have to try this. I'm going to be over in that uh, location earlier today, especially since our producer, Derek, gave it two, not just one thumbs up, gave it two. Oh, one and a, now it's one and a half thumbs up. You're changing your mind. All right. Well, I might have to try it today. No, he's just trying to make the line shorter. <laughs> that could be too. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, once again, if you want to get through, feel free to do that. It is also uh, Bronco Tuesday. Bob Beeler will be with us uh, coming up here a little bit later this morning. Uh, first time this year we're talking cross country. They got a big weekend coming up. We'll be doing that coming up here at about 835. And good news for those of you who watch the stock market Dow Futures up 152 points, about an hour ahead of the opening. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates on the way here in about 45 minutes. Remember, 
Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642, it is uh, 39 degrees. Now we're down into the 30s, starting to get a little cool out there. Uh, Still going to be not bad today, mid-60s for highs, rain coming your way tomorrow to be aware of. Uh, Emails are open this morning. We got one in from uh, Kent. We were talking uh, a little bit earlier this morning, once again, about uh, Congressman Mike Simpson um, refusing to vote for uh, Jim Jordan, the person put forward by the uh, Republicans in the uh, House. Instead, he voted both time for Steve Galise. Uh, Kent from Boise writes, why would he choose to waste his vote on a person not even running? And I have called his office and sent emails uh, asking him why, surprise, surprise, no response. You're not the only person, Kent, that has said, and I mean, it, I would like to say, uh, take his side and say, well, he has a lot of other business, you know, to do. He has a job. Then I remembered that Congress isn't really doing anything right I, now. I don't, I see, I don't feel like he wasted his vote. His vote was essentially not Jim Jordan, yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Um, I, I see Kent's point in that. Steve Scalise didn't want it. He already pulled out by that time. Wonder what would happen. You probably wouldn't, you wouldn't see this. You know where Steve Scalise pulls out and he ends up getting enough votes, even though he's pulled out. Would you say, "Will you change your mind?" Yeah. Now, you'd, now, you'd, now will you? That's true. You still have to agree to the job. <laughs> yeah. Thank um, you for voting me. No, I don't want to do it. By the way, um, election coming up on Tuesday, November seventh. Uh, if you want to avoid possible lines and crowds, early voting is uh, going on right now through November 3rd. Voters can cast their ballot early, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. This started yesterday uh, in Ada County at the Eagle Public Library, Meridian City Hall, Ada County Elections, and Boise City Hall. Also, if you want to check out the uh, scheduled mobile voting unit uh, out and about over the uh, next couple of weeks also, and you can check out their schedule. If you want to uh, do it at the mobile voting unit, go to Ada County dot id dot gov to get uh the schedule for the voting mobile voting unit canyon county you can vote at canyon county elections office and the hispanic cultural center in order to vote people will need of course a driver's license passport tribal id card or concealed weapons license issued by an idaho sheriff now uh, idaho state secretary secretary of state phil mcgrain also reminding eligible idahoans who want to vote via mail to request their absentee ballot before this Friday. I think you and, weren't you and your wife doing that yesterday, mm-hmm. Chris? We, we got them yesterday. Yeah. Or we requested them Requested yesterday. them yesterday. Didn't get you, them yet. You have until this Friday if you want to request your absentee ballot. Absentee ballots are due to local county election offices by 8 p.m. on Election Day, which, once again, is coming up on Tuesday, November 7th. Remember, you can't bitch... Unless you vote. KBY News Time 645. Time for another check on what's going on with sports with Chris this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, opening up in 15 minutes. Want to make sure if you don't have a lot of time uh, to identify what you're going to have for breakfast, might be a good idea to check out their menu, theporkbellyidaho.com, just because there is so much stuff on their menu. That way you can make a, an informed decision before you get there. Once again, theporkbellyidaho.com. The 2023-2024 NBA season tips off tonight with two games. 
You can see the Lakers take on the Nuggets at 5.30 p.m., followed by the Suns and Warriors at 8. Both games are on TNT. Monday, two-time NBA Most Valuable Player Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a three-year contract extension with the Bucks for $186 million, keeping him in Milwaukee until 2028. Now, you might be thinking, three years for $186 million? I can't have heard that correctly. That's $62 million a year. (laughs) You did, however, hear it correctly. And, yes, it is $62 million a year in his Bucks contract. Anadokounmpo this season will make $45 million, then $48 million next season, then $62 million per season for the three years after that. How, how is he ever going to be able to live on as little as $62 million a year? Oh, he's got brothers. They'll sponge on Okay. It. The uh, Rangers have advanced to the World Series for the first time since 2011. Monday night, Texas dominated the Astros 11-4 to win the American League Championship Series four games to three. Rangers right fielder Adolis Garcia was named MVP of the ALCS after hitting three fifty seven with five home runs and 15 runs batted in. Houston manager Dusty Baker, who is 74 years old, has indicated he will announce his retirement in the next few days. This was only the second time in Major League history that the visiting team won every game in a seven-game series. The previous time also involved the Astros. It was the 2019 World Series when Houston lost to Washington. The National League Championship Series will be decided tonight in Philadelphia. Monday, the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies 5-1 to tie that series at three games apiece. Game 7 starts at 6 p.m. on TBS. It is the first time in the 141-year history of the Philadelphia franchise that they've ever played in a Game 7. The World Series will start Friday night in Arlington, Texas. That's sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer. Dr. Meltzer, good morning. Good morning. Doctor, let's start things off uh, this morning. Those of us who've been told by our care providers that we have high blood pressure are always on the lookout for the latest tips on how to lower our numbers. Uh, Do you have any news to share on a no-cost method that might be showing some promise? Yes, strength training exercises. Now, does that suggest that we need to go out and buy all sorts of weights so we can start pumping some serious iron? (laughs) Not exactly. Um, There's a new study that actually shows isometric movements, which are those where we kind of use our own body. Things like, you know, wall sits, which skiers, skiers sometimes do, or planks are really among the best form of strength training for lowering blood pressure. And these are low cost or even no cost exercises that can help reduce the stiffness of our blood vessels, which makes them more able to kind of widen and make room for blood to flow through. So does this mean that strength training is all we need to focus on for blood pressure management? No, but it is an important kind of component. So exercise certainly should include strength training, but it should include cardiovascular exercise and stretching. And then we want to make sure we're having those healthy food choices, getting our seven to eight hours of sleep every night, and certainly taking any prescribed medications. These are all really key to keeping our blood pressure within a healthy range. And certainly before you start any new exercise program, if you struggle with high blood blood pressure, it's a good time to have a conversation with your healthcare provider. Now that we're nearing the end of October, it feels like the cold flu and other virus season is off to the races. Now, at this point, do we have any idea what kind of season we're in for? 
Well, we're getting there. I mean, from a flu perspective, we tend to base our projections on what we see in the Southern Hemisphere, which precedes our flu season. And so we are seeing a relatively typical, in some cases, more severe flu season. And we're expecting a similar situation here. So can you uh, tell as of right now if this year's flu vaccine is a good match? It, it really seems to be. Um, we're seeing about, you know, over a 50% reduction in the Southern Hemisphere in hospitalizations for people who get the influenza vaccine. What about the other common respiratory viruses? Any predictions on what we might see with those? Probably a little too early. I think we'll know more in the next four to six weeks. But the good news is that there are vaccines for these other seasonal illnesses of concern. Certainly the COVID, um, updated COVID-19 vaccines are out. Recommend folks get those. And then we do have a new RSV vaccine for those 60 and older, as well as infants and anyone who is pregnant. That is the KBOI Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Dan Meltzer, thank you for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thank you. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Um, It is 39 degrees in downtown Boise this morning. Phone lines open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Had a uh, scary thing happen uh, yesterday in uh, Portland on a flight that was uh, headed to San Francisco, Alaska Airlines. And uh, now the uh, pilot has been charged with 83 counts of attempted murder. A threat in the air leads to an emergency landing in Portland. The suspect is an Alaska Airlines pilot off duty at the time of the incident. He faces 83 counts of attempted murder. Police say 44-year-old Joseph Emerson tried to shut off the engines on the San Francisco-bound Alaska Airlines plane. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us at 4. I'm Rick Gasway. Police say Emerson was riding in the plane's jump seat. We begin with K2's Emily Gersh, live for us at PDX. Emily, walk us through what happened on this flight. Yeah, right. Well, Emerson was a certified pilot for Alaska Airlines when he boarded that flight en route to San Francisco. But he got off the plane here in Portland in handcuffs and escorted by police. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit. Doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I think he's the dude. Sound from inside the cockpit shows the horror of what 83 passengers endured on board an Alaska Airlines flight from Everett, Washington to San Francisco Sunday. The FBI and Port of Portland police say 44-year-old pilot Joseph D. Emerson was riding as a passenger in the cockpit of the aircraft when he attempted to disrupt the operation of the engines. He was then taken to the back of the plane while it was diverted to Portland for an emergency landing. The flight attendant got on the loudspeaker and seemed very frazzled, and she said, we're having a situation, everyone's safe, but we're going to need to emergency land this plane. Passenger Aubrey Gavello describes what happened next. We landed, and then about 10 police officers armed came on, um, walked straight to the back of the plane where I was sitting, and detained him and walked the gentleman off the plane. Um, He looked dead in the eyes almost. 
Monday morning, Emerson was booked into the Multnomah County Jail on 83 charges of attempted murder, the number of people on board, and endangering an airplane. Passengers who took a later flight to San Francisco were stunned to find out he was an off-duty pilot who works for the airline. This is someone who should not be, obviously, a pilot. But I don't hold the, the airline accountable. You, you trust that the airline is taking care of you and scanning everyone on board, especially people who are authorized to sit in the cockpit of all places. How scary is that? That's pretty scary. Now, so he yep. was basically he was a suicidal pilot. Then. Yeah, I, I mean, because he's going to die, too. He tried to shut down the engines of the jet by engaging the fire suppression system for each engine known as engine fire handle. And when engaged by using these so-called T-handles, the system cuts off the fuel to each engine. Now, this is the scary part about this, you, you, you know, because you can say, well, thank goodness he didn't, you know, wasn't able to get to those. According to Alaska in its news release, quoting here, in this case, the quick reaction of our crew to reset the T-handles ensured engine power was not lost. Mm. So apparently so he, got, he got to them. He and... got to them and had pulled the T-handles, wow. which once again, uh, as a fire suppression, immediately cut off full fuel to the engine. So th- this was more than just a threat of what he was trying to do. Apparently, according to the news release from Alaska Airlines, he did do it. Wow. And, of course, nobody expects that because, you know, airline personnel, you just assume that well, yeah. I mean, they, they want to get from point A to point B. Unless, and, and you just made the good point, you know, suicidal. Right. Unfortunately, you're suicidal with 82 other or 83 other passengers on board. That's a little arrogant, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. KBY Newstime 715. That's just one of the crazy stories. Another crazy story we'll talk about. By the way, one of these people are still at large, walked away from uh, a prison yesterday here. Minor security prison. Walked away? Okay, waddled away maybe. Couldn't couldn't have got far. Um, We'll tell you about that. One, by the way, is is, uh, still not been caught, according to the uh, latest that I've seen. We'll get to that and more coming up on the way. Right now, check on what's going on with sports. Once again, brought to you by Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. On Monday Night Football, the Vikings beat the 49ers 22-17. Minnesota quarterback Kirk Cousins threw for 378 yards and two touchdowns. Cousins became only the fifth quarterback in NFL history to throw for at least 300 yards 50 times in his career. San Francisco had a chance to win in the final minute until Minnesota safety Cameron Bynum intercepted a Brock Purdy pass with 33 seconds left. Former Boise State running back Alexander Madison led the Vikings with 39 yards rushing. Also in football, Kansas City wide receiver Justin Ross was arrested Monday in Shawnee, Kansas, on a felony charge of criminal damage of more than $25,000. According to the Johnson County Sheriff's Office booking and release report, uh, the Chiefs organization told ESPN Monday night that they are aware of the arrest but have no comment at this time. Ross, this season has played in seven games and has three receptions for 34 yards. The 2023-2024 NBA season tips off tonight with two games. You can see the Lakers take on the Nuggets at 5.30 p.m., followed by the Suns and Warriors at 8. Both games are on TNT. Monday, two-time NBA Most Valuable Player Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a three-year contract extension with the Bucks for $186 million. 
keeping mm-hmm. him in Milwaukee until 2028. And you might be thinking, three years for $186 million. I can't have heard that correctly. That's $62 million a year. <laughs> you did, however, hear it correctly. And yes, it is $62 million a year. In his Bucks contract, Anadokounmpo this season will make $45 million, then $48 million next season, then $62 million per season for three years after that. That's sports. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742, uh, Boise River safety update. You know how we started the season and we had had a couple of drownings, a couple of rescues at the beginning of the year, and it was going to start to look like it was not going to be a good year on the Boise River. Yeah. Um, you can count this year as a victory for this year's float season. There were fewer, number one, and this is coming from the Boise Fire and Rescue, uh, plastic unicorn floats, and that's with more people floating down the Boise River, and they said more people this year use life jackets than ever before. However, there are still plans to address other unsafe behaviors going forward that did happen this year. People apparently still tied rafts together, which you're told not to do because that's dangerous. Uh, people were still jumping from bridges, which you're told not to do because that's dangerous. Remember a couple of years you know, ago, somebody landed on somebody who yeah, was floating. It occurs to me if you have to be told not to jump off a bridge, you've got a problem already. Yeah. Uh, calls for service this year fell after a record-breaking year in 2022, this year there were only 29 calls for service as opposed to 137 for last year. That's a drastic drop on the first day of river float season last year. So keep in mind, once again, 29 total calls for 2023. On the first day of float season last year, Boise Fire Dive Team made 14 rescue assists. In 2022. And that was on one day? One day. The first day of float season. The official opening. Now, the dip in service calls came despite high water levels that delayed the start of the float season this year and prompted officials to urge people to stay out of the water. Over 135,000 people floated the six-mile stretch between Barber Park and Ann Morrison Park, specifically during float season. So this does not count the numbers of people that started floating before. The official start and also after the start, that makes this the second busiest season on record and yet one of the fewest number of people that had to be rescued this year. So, good job, everybody. <laughs> with with very few exceptions. Yes. Uh, there are 29 exceptions, uh, those of you people who had to be rescued. Keep in mind, I wonder part of this because there is a, a law change that if you have to be rescued now, Guess who you pays pay. for that? Yeah, yeah. You do. <laughs> it, it may be one of the better rule changes they ever made um, because uh, if you have to be rescued, you get a pay for it. Stick around. Coming up when we come back after uh, sports and a check on our traffic and weather. Um, if you have the over-under on how long Trump could keep his mouth shut with the gag order, if you had the over-under at 18 days um, and you took the under, you are... A uh, loser. Um, we'll get to that coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Um, right now, a check on final time uh, with Chris with what's going on in sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They are open. Don't forget, coffee drive through If you uh, don't have time for breakfast, still want to get your coffee or your energy drinks, you can get that through the Hip Drip 
drive-through at Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. The Rangers have advanced to the World Series for the first time since 2011. Monday night, Texas dominated the Astros 11-4 to win the American League Championship Series four games to three. Rangers right fielder Adolis Garcia was named MVP of the ALCS after hitting 357 with five home runs and 15 runs batted in. Houston manager Dusty Baker, who is 74 years old, has indicated he will announce his retirement in the next few days. This was only the second time in Major League history that the visiting team won every game in a seven-game series. The previous time also involved the Astros. It was the 2019 World Series when Houston lost to Washington. The National League Championship Series will be decided tonight in Philadelphia. Monday, the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies 5-1 to tie that series at three games apiece. Game 7 starts at 6 p.m. on TBS. It's the first time in the 141-year history of the Philadelphia Phillies franchise that they've ever played in a Game 7. The World Series will start Friday night, and that'll start in Arlington, Texas. On Monday Night Football, the Vikings beat the 49ers 22-17. Minnesota quarterback Kirk Cousins threw for 378 yards and two touchdowns. Cousins became only the fifth quarterback in NFL history to throw for at least 300 yards 50 times in his career. San Francisco had a chance to win in the final minute until Minnesota safety Cameron Bynum intercepted a Brock Purdy pass with 33 seconds left. Former Boise State running back Alexander Madison led the Vikings with 39 yards rushing. Also in football, Kansas City wide receiver Justin Ross was arrested Monday in Shawnee, Kansas, on a felony charge of criminal damage of more than $25,000, according to the Johnson County Sheriff's Office booking and release report. The Chiefs organization told ESPN Monday night they are aware of the arrest, but they have no comment at this time. Ross this season has played in seven games and has three receptions for 34 yards in that sports. Just uh, quick before we move on, raise your hands if you thought when Minnesota missed their field goal with a minute 30 left that they were going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I They just lost the game. Same here. Three hands up. <laughs> KBOI News Time, 747. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 753, uh, Dow officially up 165 points now that uh, stock market is uh, away and going. NASDAQ is up, S&P is up, NASDAQ up over 80 points. Phone lines are open for you this morning at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Told you uh, back on October 3rd, the uh, judge in the New York fraud case that Trump is currently involved in, uh, put on a uh, limited gag order so that he, he couldn't talk bad about the prosecutor, the staff, uh, the judge. Over, under on that, by the way, it started October 3rd, lasted until October 21st, last Friday. Donald Trump attacked the judge overseeing the case and has been fined for defying the gag order, $5,000. Trump uh, took the true social platform to criticize Judge Arthur uh, Ngoron, sharing a video of a lecture the judge gave to Queensboro Community College students back in 2015, where he admitted, it's hard to factor out my own emotions in court cases and juries get it wrong a lot, unquote. Trump uh, captioned the clip, it's scary to think of the amount of power this lunatic currently has. Like I said, 
in Goron, the judge slapped a limited gag order, mm-hmm. former president, October 3rd, after he insulted a court clerk in his social media post. Post was removed that same day, but the judge revealed in court on Friday that it was not immediately taken down from the campaign website. Ingora noted that he could throw Trump in jail. However, he will just hit him with a $5,000 fine since it was just his first offense. <laughs> hmm. So if you bet the over-under and you said under 18 days, right. you're a winner. However, if you bet the over, you you just lost. In one of the cases, uh, it, at least for the time being, he can say what he wants because uh, the gag order is being reviewed now. I think he filed appeal, didn't he? Is yeah, that, that's is that what, what happened. Yeah. And that's the reason, yeah. Yeah. Um, however, he's been fined $5,000. No, that's, yeah, from before. So. I, I don't know <sighs> if he's going to be able to afford that. <laughs> Got a lot of attorney fees he's got to take he, care of at this point. People will pay it for him. You think so? Oh, I know so. Now, um, since we now know, um, we have the over-under on the first gag order, mm-hmm. um, breaking the gag order, and fine $5,000. I guess the next bet will be, will he break the gag order again before the case is over? Yes? No? Uh, y- yes. <laughs> if you had said no, I was going to call you a liar. So he, he, thanks for being honest. He doesn't really not say things. Which, I mean, it's okay for him to say it. He can't just, he just can't do it publicly. He can't do it on his social media website and expect that nobody's going to Let see me it. rephrase then. He doesn't really not say things publicly. There. Um, yeah, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Once again, if you want to get through, um, you can email us, mike at kboy.com, chris at kboy.com. Um, don't forget, coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour, we got winning. We got lots of winning in the 8 o'clock hour. We've got a $50 gift certificate we're going to be giving away to Biscuit and Hogs. Also, beginning just after 8 o'clock, you'll have a chance to text and win Boise State football tickets for the game this coming Saturday on the Blue. Get ready to text and win just after 8 o'clock. Details on the way. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The former president did speak by phone to several of the candidates, including Emmer and Congressman Byron Donalds, who is a newcomer to Capitol Hill, but considered a favorite among far-right conservatives. Every single candidate has signed a pledge to support the eventual nominee, and whoever that is will face significant challenges. There is a looming government shutdown right before Thanksgiving and a fierce debate over whether to provide billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine and Israel. Every single candidate but two voted to overturn the results of the 2020 election. One of the candidates that didn't is Congressman Tom Emmer. He's one of the top Republicans in the House. He voted to certify the 2020 election results, and that has been a problem for former President Donald Trump and his allies who have launched a presser campaign against him. So not a lot to uh, talk about in the updates, but there are updates for you this morning. Uh, As of Monday, there were nine candidates who uh, had thrown their hat in the ring for Speaker of the House. Last night, Representative Dan uh, Muser dropped out of the uh, House Speaker race, saying that uh, he needs to concentrate on uh, Donald Trump's campaign. Apparently, he is heavily involved in uh, Donald Trump's 
presidential can- campaign, so he says he doesn't have time to be Speaker of the House if he's going to be doing that. And then this morning, Gary Palmer dropped out of the Speaker race. So there were nine. Now we're down to seven. If we let this go a few more hours, we may da- be down to only one. That was nice of those guys. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, you also heard that every candidate, after giving their speeches uh, last night to the uh, GOP caucus, giving their goals, their hopes, and why they would be a uh, good person, good choice for the speaker role, all agreed to sign a an agreement that said whoever is elected, if they weren't the ones elected, that they promised that they would publicly support whoever it was that was put forward after the votes that will begin sometime today. Secret ballot for the new speaker nominee. Now, it could be a long process because the uh, speaker must have a majority of the votes. So if after the first vote there is no speaker that has a majority, the person with the least amount of votes will be eliminated and will be down to six. If they vote again and still no speaker with a majority of the votes, the person who received the least amount of votes will be eliminated. Then you'll get to five. Um, eventually, um, you'll either have a majority or you'll get down to where there is only uh, one person left behind. And that will be the speaker that they put forward. And then hopefully sometime this week. I say hopefully because we don't know <laughs> the timeline for um, some of the votes and getting this done just seems a little wonky at times. You know, where it's like, well, this was this was very emotionally draining, so we need to give our members four or five days off to go home and recover before we start on the next round of voting. I, I don't think that they can do that because, once again, we're down to three, a little over three weeks mm-hmm. that the government will shut down again uh, if there is no agreement, no continuing resolution. November 17th is that date. And, of course, you have... The House needs to be a part of the budgeting process if the United States is going to send more money, send more military to Israel. Any or, kind of aid, really. Yeah, or, for that matter, uh, to Ukraine also. Yeah, there, there is a still a war. By the way, I, I know it hasn't been you know, said a whole lot in the news recently, but there is that little uh, war going on between uh, Russia and and Ukraine, that uh, United States is backing oh, Ukraine. You mean that year-long skirmish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're curious, once again, here are the members that will be running. This will be our, unless something else happens today. Um, but uh, this is the only update. Don't need to talk more about this today because uh, there's a lot that needs to happen. We might have an update for you again tomorrow morning. Seven candidates currently vying. Pete Sessions of Texas, Jack Bergman of Michigan, Austin Scott of Georgia, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, Byron Donalds of Florida, Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma, and uh, probably right now the odds-on favorite, if you were going to bet, Tom Emmer of uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. There are your seven remaining people. Emmer was the only one that was being mentioned before this whole thing happened. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Um, and uh, if anything happens, I'm not expecting any updates the rest of today. Um, Nate may have one this afternoon. We'll definitely talk about this Tomorrow, because they will be voting in secret coming up here soon this morning to see which candidate is that's going to be put to get out to the uh, general house for a uh, vote. And then maybe later this week, fingers crossed, everybody, we could have a uh, Speaker of the House.
KBOI News Time is 12 minutes after 8. If you want to weigh in this morning, 208 336 pounds 670 if you have a Verizon wireless phone. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. And just another quick reminder, uh, in case you missed it, we are taking your texts right now to try to get the Boise State Wyoming tickets for this coming Saturday. Should be a nice day on Saturday. Uh, rain should have less the uh, Treasure Valley. Going to be a little cooler what we like to call typical fall football weather for you. And the game is in the afternoon, kickoff at 3.30. But if you'd like to go absolutely free, we've got your tickets right now. You've got about a half an hour, maybe about uh, 35, 40 minutes more to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. One person will be chosen at random to get that free pair of tickets here this morning from Newstalk KBOI. We'll take a break. When we come back, we've got uh, more winning on the way. $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs with the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. That will come up right after Bronco Sports today. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. For any and all real estate needs, only one number you need to know, 208-888-4128. Michelle's going to get first crack at our question today. We've got a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hog, some delicious food, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and of course, happy hours more than one happy hour seven days a week specialty drinks specialty food and more michelle our question today where does the phrase blowing smoke up your you know what come from it had an actual beginning and we're looking for the specific place that this began what was the reason are you are you there i'm here yes okay what's the specific reason as a form of medical resuscitation. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Late 1700s, when doctors um, would try to resuscitate drowning victims. Yes. In other words, they were dead. They thought <laughs> yes. that if they blew smoke, they would give them tobacco enemas. It would fix the problem. That, yeah, they would come back to life. Now, as shocking as that may sound and as shocking as that may feel, I still don't think uh, that it ever proved to be successful in bringing somebody back from life after they had actually drowned. I don't think now, so. Doctors don't even do it anymore, just politicians. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Michelle. You Thank have you. yourself a $50 gift certificate to uh, Biscuit and Hogs. We've got chances for you to win all week if you didn't win this morning. Isn't that crazy? Man, there was some really dumb stuff doctors uh, did, you know, years and years ago. I mean, um, you know, treating people with seemed like cocaine. A, seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> that one it just seems so wrong from the get-go. Um, but apparently, you know, back then, doctors didn't have to have a whole lot of training. Um, we've got uh, more winning to happen here on the way for you this morning. Don't forget, right now, giving you a chance to text Broncos to 208-336-3700. You've got about another 20 minutes or so to do that. We'll pick one person at random from all the texts that we get in to get the tickets for the Saturday's game against Wyoming. And then after 9 o'clock, another chance to text and win Jason Mraz tickets. You'll be the first in Idaho to have these tickets because they don't go on sale until Friday morning. Jason Mraz will be here next August the 3rd at the Ford Idaho Center. You want to win those tickets? Stick around. After 9 o'clock, you'll have a chance to text and win. We'll take a break. News coming up at the bottom of the hour. 
Bob Beeler will be back with us on the way because, once again, it is Bronco Tuesday. And for the first time this year, we are talking cross-country. Big weekend uh, planned ahead here in the Treasure Valley for the cross-country team. We'll be talking with Coach and one of the members of the team on the way. This is Bronco Tuesday, where we discuss the Olympic sports at Boise State. Now, here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler. On your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk KBOI. 838, yes, Bob Beeler with us once again today, where we talk about the other Olympic sports, and uh, today we're talking cross-country. And we are. A lot of times what we'll do is focus on something that you can attend, and Boise State is hosting the Men's and Women's Mountain West Cross-Country Championships, and to help us preview it is their head coach, Corey Immels. We'll also be visiting with uh, senior runner Joe Hudson a little bit later in the show. Corey, thanks for joining us today. Yes, thanks for having me on. Well, first of all, why don't we talk about the event a little bit. It's going to be Friday, the first meet. The men's meet will get going at 10-15. Tell us a little bit about it at Eagle Island State Park, about how people can watch and how somebody can be a fan at a cross-country meet. Yeah, it's a, it'll, it'll be an exciting day. Um, obviously, a, a championship event where, um, you know, uh, one race, winner takes all. So, um, hopefully, it looks like the weather's going to be great. We have a little little rain on Wednesday to kind of muck up the course a little bit, but it should be partly sunny on, on Friday and good to go. So, uh, the course is, um, you know, it kind of runs around the, the, the disc golf course that they have out there at Eagle Island, and it's it's spectator-friendly. So, um, you may have to do a little bit of walking, a little bit of moving, but uh, the race should come by you two or three times wherever you, you d- decide to stand. And, and I think uh, the more people we can get out there cheering for the, the orange and blue, that would be great. Oh, well, tell us a bit about, make, make us a little more knowledgeable. What do we want to look for? How can we tell, besides maybe one who's, who's running towards the front, but how is this meet scored? You know, can you win the meet without winning as the individual? What do people want to look for? Yeah, you, the low score wins. So uh, they take the the the, the place of the the, uh, the first five runners for each school. Um, so you want um, you know obviously it's advantageous to have um, all five of your 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 young men or women um, closer to the front. Um, but you know you can have the winner, and and if you've got you know five guys or gals that are pretty tight together, um, you know, pretty close up in the field, then you're going to have a chance to win. So low, low, low score wins. Um, and I think uh, on both sides, our, our group, you know, our men's men's side, we've had a 17-second spread, one through five, um, pretty much throughout the year. And our women have been close to 30 seconds. And that's, that's a pretty good standard to be within that 15 to 30 seconds. Um, but you have to have, you have to have those five positioned in the right place in the race as well. So um, we haven't quite decided what we're going to wear on, on, on Friday, but I think we're leaning to, towards wearing orange. So we stick out. So mm-hmm. that makes it easier for the spectators. So, so when they, you know, you, you want, you're counting to five, you're, you're trying to keep track of everybody. Um, every team that's out there, they're, they're, they're one through five and, and see who's got their team bunched up or are close to the front. Uh, since the, uh, Wisconsin Invitational, the Nutty Comb Invitational, you're now in the national rankings at number 23. What does that mean for you? Yeah, it's, it was a good step for, 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 for the men's group. I, I think, um, you know, they, I, I, you know, we've, we've kind of felt all year long that, you know, we were, a, were a top 20 team. Um, and, uh, obviously it took us a little to get going, but I think, uh, at Wisconsin, we didn't have a, uh, we didn't have an A race, but we probably had a B plus race and they, they just kind of went out and did what they, they needed to do. Um, and I think that that ranking is well deserved and um, gives them a little bit of boost as we we head into the, the the conference this Friday. 
Coach, um, the Mountain West Championships, of course, are coming up this weekend. Uh, my question to you is, uh, how do you come about getting to host the Mountain West Championships? Is it how you've done during the season or luck of the draw? It's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of the bane of my existence. Uh, I, I've been <laughs> a, a, huge, a huge proponent of, of getting the, the conference meet to a, to a neutral site because it, it's, it's, it's a little unfair for us to go to 7,000 feet uh, when we don't train at 7,000 feet. Um, but historically, the the the, um, the conference has been just it, it rotates each year. So we we try and and get it to to go from uh, a high altitude school to a low altitude school. So that's kind of it, it's just kind of you rotate through. So um, we were just you know COVID kind of messed messed it up a little bit, and I feel like we went to high altitude schools like three years in a row. But here we are. We you know it, it's kind of an even playing field for us. You know uh, obviously um, we're at you know, a little close to 3,000 feet, but um, some of these schools train at, at 7,000 or higher. So that is an advantage uh, in our sport. So um, it's just nice for our athletes to have a, have a great experience at, at kind of a neutral site that even though it's, a, it's home for us, they don't, I don't think our competitors think it's neutral because um, obviously we get a chance to get on it, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it just cycles through. And, and uh, fortunately this is the second, since I've been here, this is the second time we've, we've been able to host and, uh, you know, we had a great turnout the first year. The year we hosted it last time was here in Boise. All right, I, I have to ask because I'm still confused. You say the alternate between uh, high altitude and low altitude. Um, you know, high altitude, of course, seven thousand feet. What is Boise considered? Because it's kind of in the middle. Is it is that considered high altitude or a low altitude site? No, lower altitude because we're you know we're we're under three thousand feet. So okay. um, we would be we would be a lower um, you know. Um, and then we've, you know, obviously we've got, we've got teams in our conference that aren't at altitude. So they're really at a disadvantage. So, um, it, it's kind of interesting in our sport, how, how that all kind of plays out, but, uh, it, it, it's a factor. And, uh, I think this weekend it, it'll be great to, to be at home and, and be at the altitude that we train at every day. Corey, we're going to meet Joe Hudson here in a few minutes. Uh, tell us a little bit about him and how you found him. He's coming from a, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right. Malhan, England. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, Joe's, uh, he's a second year grad student. Uh, he's a great student. Um, uh, he, he came to us last year. Um, obviously we've, we've got a tradition of, of having, uh, international athletes. Um, and you know, I had a connection back when, when I ran, I, I ran with a bunch of, uh, athletes from, from the UK. So we've kind of always recruited that area. Um, and he's, uh, he got a little banged up last year and was a little hurt at the beginning of the year, and, and we inserted him to the lineup late in the year. Um, he wasn't at complete fitness and, and did a really good job for us at the end of last year. And this year, he's he's done a great job. He's been healthy all year long. He was our you know he was number one guy at um, at Wisconsin, um, but he's he's just a leader, leader of the group. I mean, he's just kind of got that even keel. Doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. He's got a good sense of kind of what what the group needs. And uh, he's kind of the quarterback out there to, be, to, to give you a good analogy. He's, I think he's the guy that uh, is, is when, when things start to kind of go haywire in the middle of the race, it, he can kind of calm the group. So with a 17-second spread, you need a guy out there who can kind of engineer everybody and make sure everybody's going in the right direction. So, and he's our guy. So um, excited to have him healthy, fit, and, and ready to roll this Friday. Coach, I want to thank you uh, for taking some time with us this morning, and uh, good luck this weekend, uh, especially on a sport. In my opinion, one of the toughest sports I would ever, ever want to do is cross country. So, a lot of respect uh, for you and uh, your teams, and good luck this weekend. 
Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Take care. KBY News Time is eight forty-five. When uh, we come back, we'll uh, talk to the aforementioned Joe Hudson. He's a member of the team. They'll be running this weekend. More on the way. Bronco Tuesday next. Now back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos News Talk KBOI. Once again, Bronco Tuesday. It's eight forty-eight. We're talking cross country this morning. And we're getting you set for the Mountain West Championships hosted by Boise State at Eagle Island State Park. Men's race will begin Friday at 10.15, women's race at 11. And joining us is Joe Hudson, who will be one of the runners for Boise State's men's team. Joe, thank you so much for visiting with us this morning. Yeah, Thank you for having me on. So tell us a little bit about the preparation for the race. The race is going to be here locally in our backyard, so... How often in the last week or so have you guys been running the course at Eagle Island State Park, and how do you assess it? Yeah, so we were out there last Tuesday doing a, a bit of a session on the course to kind of get locked into uh, all the sort of little nuances uh, of the course. There's obviously a, a pretty big, uh, big steep hill uh, with about, um, or, well, we do three times, uh, so one each lap. Um, so sort of trying to figure out how to run that hill, because I think that'll be the sort of a, a key differentiator in the race. Um, and then we'll be out there on Thursday to do a pre-meet on the course and, and sort of to have a final look at it and see what the footing's like. Um, I know it's going to be pretty dry, though, so uh, I don't think it'll change too much uh, between now and then. Joel, um, you're from, is it Malhan, England? Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. Um, yes, Mullen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Mullen, uh, England. Um I always find it fascinating that uh, in sports, when we talk to people like you, that they found their way to Boise, Idaho. So why don't you describe how you ended up going from England and coming to Boise, Idaho to run cross country? Yeah, so um, I I studied for three years in the UK at the University of Birmingham, um, sort of running there um, and gradually sort of improving. And then uh, in my second to last year, uh, towards the end of that, uh, I got a message from uh, Benji, one of the coaches here, uh, asking if I was interested in coming out to the US. Um, I'd sort of already, I was considering it before then, uh, and sort of contacted a few schools, but um, hadn't had much sort of interest. And then uh, Benji messaged me uh, asking if I'd uh, be interested in coming in and, and having a like, so yeah, having a look at uh, Boise. Uh, I, I already knew a guy out here called Matty, Matthew McKay, who's on the team, so. Uh, I sort of spoke with him a bit and, and kind of we got similar interests. So uh, I kind of knew it would be a good fit for me. And also the opportunity to come and, and study in the U.S. Uh, just, yeah, it's, it's completely different, the whole sport and set up to the U.K. What's been the highlight of your Boise State career so far? Um, I think uh, definitely... Uh, uh, oh, that's that, that, is, that is a good question. I think... Um, <laughs> The uh, the uh, like just sort of being on the team with all the guys uh, and sort of yeah it's a very close knit team and and being able to get to meet uh, a load of different people and and guys that I'll definitely be friends with for the rest of my life um, and so yeah the whole cultural experience of, of living and and training in a different country. Joe, it also could change if you win the meet this Friday, starting at ten fifteen. So tell us how you and your teammates can possibly win this thing. Yeah, so um, we uh, it's going to be a pretty tight race. Um, you know, it, it, with the Wisconsin meet, there was if you took all the conference people out, there was uh, I think it was sort of five points separating us at New Mexico and Air Force. Um, and so New Mexico have three guys that should be pretty near the front, uh, whereas 
we don't necessarily have a low stick, but we we have you know five, seven guys that uh, ten guys that are all going to be close together. So uh, our depth is definitely the the strong point for us. So um, we just got to try and be have our first guy as, as low as possible, and everyone else sort of backing up um, that first guy, um, and just trying to put as many people, uh, particularly New Mexico, with the the guys that that could potentially run away with it and put in. in as many guys as possible between those those first three runners and their fourth and fifth runners. Joe, are you more of a guy that goes out to the lead to begin with, or are you more of a come-off-the-pace kind of guy? Um, I, I'm definitely not renowned for, for having a, a kick at the end of a race, so I, I definitely <laughs> need to uh, make an impact uh, earlier on in the race. Uh, but I think the definitely the hill with about 1,500 metres to go should should help that and, and give an opportunity uh, for for us to use it as a springboard uh, on that final lap. One more question before we let you go. I just like to find out a, a little personally about you. Uh, just real quickly, as a student athlete, um, what are you taking in school, and what are your uh, hopes to do after you graduate? Yeah, so I'm currently doing the MBA program uh, in my second year, uh, and then um, I going forward, uh, I'll most likely move back home and, and go to London and, and work and, and currently looking at uh, wealth management as a career. So, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully moving to that. Uh, either either when I graduate in May or I have the potential to do another year if I wanted to. So kind of just depends what, what jobs come up, really. Joe, um, good luck with your future and good luck this weekend. Appreciate you taking a few minutes with us on News Talk KBOI. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You know, if he uh, keeps it up, keeps practicing, you know, someday he uh, may have a, a career in uh, music. He may have a, a, a top we, hit or two, maybe. Dur- during COVID, we watched a show on TV that it was a bunch of celebrities that were all quarantined at their house, and they were making little movies, and then they'd show the movies every week, and people would vote on them. His were fantastic. I mean, every week. <laughs> Jason Mraz is going to be here next year. Yeah, August 3rd. 2024. Now, why are we uh, telling you about this? Because we have tickets that we are giving away this morning. They don't go on sale till Friday morning. These are win it before you can buy it. You'll be the first person to have a pair of tickets to Jason Mraz next year at the Ford Idaho Center. And uh, we're going to give you about the next 45 minutes to text, I love Jason. That's it. I love Jason. You know what we should have? Spelling contest. See if they can spell his last name. Uh, but, um, Raz? Yeah. Um, just I love Jason. That's it. It's, 208-336-3700. It's, it's, it would be like the abbreviation for Mr. Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, you have about 45 minutes. You will get the tickets um, for next year's concert, um, and they don't go on sale till Friday morning at 10 a.m. So here's your first chance to get those. By the way, uh, congratulations. We uh, did get a winner. Um, here just a few minutes ago, 
Chase Wolf. Congratulations. Uh, we chose him at random. Once again, we're giving away Boise State tickets. We have more than anybody else. We'll have mm. another chance with Nate Showman coming up this afternoon after 3 o'clock and I another mean, pair of tickets tomorrow morning. I have only actually seen a bear do that. What's that? Chase Wolf. That's it? That's the only one? Not bear hunters? Uh, well, wolf, wolf hunters, wolf hunters maybe, cha- Yeah, they chase wolf, too. I've seen things get chased by a wolf. Um... I told you we were pretty much done with the uh, updates on the speakers race. However, I, I said, you know, as long as there were no actual updates that uh, came in, but apparently um, we've got updates for you. The speaker race is now down to five. Well, they just keep falling, huh? No, this one was voted out. So voting ah. is already underway this morning, and the uh, first person to be voted out, we told you about this, that when you vote, if you don't have a majority, the person that receives the least amount of votes is gone. So three dropped out and one got voted out. Yes. They he, didn't They didn't wait three days since no, the three had already not, dropped out. Not okay. yet. Not yet. Apparently um, it's not a reality show. <laughs> Pete Sessions of Texas is officially out. We are down to Jack Bergman, Austin Scott, Mike Johnson, Byron Donald, Kevin Hearn, and Tom Emmer. Those are the candidates you know, now. Mike Johnson calls us every once in a while, but you know what? I it's think probably, it's probably not the same one. guy. Yeah. You think there's more than Mike, Pro- Mike Johnson out probably there? Probably more than one, maybe even more than two. <laughs> um, another round of votes is expected soon. So this could go fairly quickly, at least quicker than we uh, originally thought that it was going to be happening, uh, because another round of votes could be coming, and then we should be down to four if we we may even get a person who gets the majority of votes. As soon as someone gets the majority of votes, that will be the next person who will be going to the full house for a vote on the Speaker of the House. We told you earlier this morning also that all the members uh, have agreed and signed on to publicly support whoever mm-hmm. it is that the Republicans put forward for the vote in the House. So whoever this is going to be, you're going to see them backed by everybody who was uh, wanting to be Speaker. 208-336-3700, pound 670 uh, on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, uh, feel free to go ahead and email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. If you'd like, you can uh, also, as I uh, mentioned, call us up, toll-free 1-800-529-5264. Um, no name on this email. It says, uh, why... If you two don't attempt to influence under the guise of news, is it that Emmer, the candidate who is closest in politics to McCarthy, i.e. willing to gladly work with Biden and the rhinos, is the only one your news is mentioning? I get that other names are mentioned, so don't go off the deep end, but Emmer is being pushed more than others in an attempt to create name recognition and influence you mean the public a- opinion. You mean the ABC News? At no, the, he's talking the, about us. At the top of the hour? When he says, you too. That's you and me. When did we... I, I don't know how you think we can influence... We, we, we mentioned all the names, and at one point I said Emmer was one of the names they were floating before this whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that we're talking about Emmer being the lead candidate yeah. is because they've done votes. He is also the most powerful Republican who is running for the speaker. He's a House Majority Whip. So he's already in a leadership role. He's the only one of the mm-hmm. people who are running for speaker that is actually in a leadership role. The two other people in a leadership role, one was forced out 
Jim Jordan I'm talking about. Uh, the other, Steve Scalise, withdrew himself. So we're just, I mean, we have no chance to influence anybody when it comes to this. No. This is not a public vote. This is a vote just within the Republican Party. Now, uh, Well, we have as much influence as anybody else who wants to call one of the uh, members of the House and try to tell them how to vote. There are a couple of things I will push back on. Number one, when you say he will gladly work with Biden and the rhinos. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but rhinos are Republicans. Those are the members of the House yeah. who control the majority that you have to work with if you want to get bills passed. Um, the other thing that I would say is um, people in the House don't work directly with Biden. Biden has no control over the House, has no control over the Senate. Now, you do have to work with Democrats because that's, in the House, not so much. You don't have to work with Democrats because you can get laws passed uh, just because you have the majority. But you do have to work with other Republicans, as we have seen, because of what's going on with this vote. You have eight Republicans who voted against Kevin McCarthy. Only eight. Every single other Republican voted to keep him. Eight voted against it. And that's four more than was needed to get Kevin McCarthy out. So that's the second good band name we've had. We had uh, Gates and the Crazy Eights, and, and now Biden and the Rhinos. Which we, need was, to, we need to have a battle of the bands some night. I, I like uh, Gates and the Crazy Eights better. That sounds like a better band name, if you ask me. Personal opinion. Well, crazy. I mean, you know, it sounds like more fun than Rhinos. Yeah. Uh, Dan writes in, uh, Mike at KDOI.com, I heard you say uh, earlier this morning, if you don't vote, you can't bitch. Wrong. Fortunately, I live in the USA, which gives me the right to bitch no matter what. Mm-hmm. I stand corrected, Dan. You are right. I, and I told you what George Carlin said that. He said, uh, he says, I don't vote, so I have, I'm the only one who has a right to complain. I didn't put any <laughs> of these people in office. He says, if you vote, you have no right to complain. Uh, you're right. Uh, you, have, you have a right to uh, vote or complain if you don't vote. Now, I, I will say, if you don't vote, and you're stupid if you're complaining because you help to control what is going on. And if you didn't help to control what's going on, why are you complaining about it? Here's a question for you. Are you patriotic if you don't vote because you know you make terrible decisions? <laughs> I've never made a good decision in my whole life, so why should I vote? That's just dumb. I don't want to ruin the country, too. You know, that's actually a pretty damn good question, okay. actually. I'm serious. That is a really good question. Might be worth 20, 30 seconds worth of thought. You know? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we will take a break. Um, when we come back, our phone lines, as I said, are open. If you want Jason Mraz, we're giving those away right now. You've got about half an hour, maybe a little over half oh, an you hour. Know, you know what he's doing right now, don't you? Who's that? Dancing with the Stars, Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz, yes, he's, he is. And he's one of the best on there, too. Uh, also a very good singer. You want to see him live in concert before anybody else, tickets don't go on sale till 10 a.m. this coming Friday morning. Here's your chance to win your tickets right now. You got about 35 more minutes to text I Love Jason to 208 336 3700. We'll pick one at random to get those free pair of concert tickets. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Uh, just one more uh, quick update on the uh, House speaker race. Um, a House vote now. We're seeing breaking news on MSNBC. 
Uh, House floor vote will be expected as soon as today. So apparently, they and as fast as they're dropping, you had uh, one person drop out last night, another person uh, drop out this morning, and another person has been voted out. We're now down to five. Another round of uh, secret ballots going through in the uh, House behind closed doors. So we should be down to four probably within the next uh, hour or so. Are we positive that's what they're doing? Or could they be like, you know, toe-to-toe slugging it out or something? You know, if they were doing that, they would be smart to put that on pay-per-view because I could tell you there would probably be 100 million people who would pay thirty nine ninety nine to watch that, don't you think? I think so. I'm not sure anybody would be voting for someone to win, but uh, they'd... uh, (laughs) Based Definitely based on how watching. many people uh, watch, you know, MMR or MMA rather, <laughs> this weekend I was golfing with my son just to give you an example, and he was upset. And he and his friends were upset that they couldn't be home to watch the fight, and they were getting updates on the golf course. And he goes, "Oh, thank God we were golfing. He got knocked out in the first <laughs> round." He goes, "That would have been a waste of time." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I go, "You're welcome." We also have breaking news this morning uh, having to do with the Trump trial in the uh, Georgia case how many if, if you're keeping track we've got four official she this person is the fourth person right who has made a deal third or fourth I think Maybe it's fourth, officially yeah. the fourth person Jenna Ellis has pleaded guilty now a former uh, attorney for uh, President Trump she has two charges against her including racketeering and solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer uh, she Originally was plead, pleading not guilty. She's changed that now. Uh, Ellis is a uh, conservative lawyer, and she's a former deputy district attorney from Colorado. She allegedly coordinated Georgia hearings that helped perpetuate uh, election fraud or the claims of election fraud and is said to have participated in meetings and hearings related to overturning the vote in uh, other key states. So it, it just boils down to racketeering and solicitation i guess it will be interesting to see and i don't think that uh, jenna ellis is going to be the last one who makes a deal especially what well, you've basically seen well they're like dominoes I yeah mean, three people in the last four business days have or five business days who have uh, made a plea deal in the case i don't think that she is the last one and it will be interesting to see how the prosecution yeah. uses each one, or if they use each one. I mean, there's no guarantee that they're going to be used in the prosecution, but they have all agreed as part of their plea deal that they must um, appear and truthfully, um, if they are called to the stand, Billy, give, give evidence on, and answer right. questions truthfully. Billy C. had written in to us to say, right when this happened, Jenna Ellis has just pled guilty in Georgia election case. It's a whole new meaning to the domino theory. So, and they could, they could be looking around, going, "Well, he got a deal. I, I better get a deal." Mm-hmm. But for anybody who's watched these television, these these lawyer shows on television, you know, the first people who get the deals get the best deals, and eventually they go, "Nah, you know, we got enough people. You're screwed. <laughs> We're going to try you." That's true. We've, we've you, got enough people. We don't you, need any more. If you watch Law & Order, the one thing you know is if you're going to plead, plead early. Another uh, text message in this morning at 208-336-3700. Look, somebody is actually texting not to win Jason Mraz tickets, which, by the way, is going on right now. Text I love Jason to 
336-3700. This person uh, texts in and says, why do the mega hats think anyone who is sane and voted to certify the 2020 election are rhino? Liz Cheney voted 98% of the time with Trump. She was anything other than a rhino. The crazy Trump had her primaried and replaced with another insane Republican. Liz was a sane, was sane. Trump is currently insane and is willing to destroy democracy. So let's throw out all the sane people out of the house and destroy democracy. Come on, man. <laughs> well, first of all, are there any sane people that are uh, in, in Congress? Some people don't think there are any. Some people think you'd have to be insane just to run. I think at this point you might have to be insane to run for Speaker of the House, right? Mm, you never know. Uh, I, I say that. Rico, um, uh, sorry, Rico wrote in to say maybe like BSU students during finals week, the Republicans should bring in emotional support puppies into their caucus. <laughs> um, I, I want to give this headline because I thought it was funny, and this kind of ties in uh, to my point of maybe you need to do a reverse um, lottery to come up with the Speaker of the House. This is the headline. Meet Tom Emmer, the new front runner for the worst job in Washington. <laughs> Ouch. However, at this point, based on what's happened, not even with, since January with Kevin McCarthy and what's been going on for the last three weeks, but I mean, you can go back to how many, the last, how many number of speakers? There's only been one who's voted out. That is Kevin McCarthy, uh, based on because of the rules that they changed, but, how many previous speakers well, before that were forced about five to resign because they didn't like what the speaker was doing? Yeah. So this may be, I mean, the headline. Boehner, Hastert, fortunately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gingrich. I mean, so this, this headline Ryan. may sound funny, but it's true. I, the Speaker of the House for the Republicans may be the worst job in Washington, D.C. Worst one today, maybe. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, once again, continue to text I Love Jason. If you want Jason Mraz tickets, he will be here next year, August 3rd, 2024. You've got your tickets for free. You'll be the first to have them because nobody gets to buy them until Wednesday, uh, Friday morning at 10 a.m. So this is win it before you can buy them. Text I Love Jason to 208-336-3700. You've got about another 20 minutes. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 933-208-336-3700. That's the phone number if you want to take uh, part in the show. Always encouraged to do that, by the way. That is also our text line uh, down to the final uh, 17 minutes or so to text I Like Jason if you want Jason Moran's tickets. Give those away. Choose everybody at random uh, who has put that in. We'll choose one person uh, to get those votes. Win them before you can buy them. They don't go on sale till Friday morning at 10. By the way, uh, Dow is now officially up 205 points. All three of the indexes uh, are up today. Dow was up uh, a little bit earlier, close to uh, 300. I, I hope that's not a sign of things to happen throughout the rest of the day. Speaking of uh, random, I- I've got some random instant messages here. Not all on the same uh, subject, but... John wrote in and says, regarding pilot, now jailbird, this would be the guy from Alaska Airlines. Charged with uh, 83 counts of attempted murder. He says, gotta love the legalization of marijuana in Washington. Hey, let's see what happens if I do this while an airplane is in flight. Did they mention, did, was he on anything in particular or was he no, just suicidal? No, they, they haven't mentioned anything. Uh, 
I mean, obviously, he's got to be suicidal if he wants to bring down the plane, but they haven't even mentioned that, you know, if he had mental problems Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, In case you missed it, uh, though, earlier this this morning, we had mentioned um, that he had tried to uh, pull the fire suppression tabs on the airplane, which when you pull those, it instantly cuts off the fuel to those engines. Going to the engine, so it'll it'll stop a fire. And apparently, But you're supposed to, like do that one at a time well, so you it, still have yeah. engine to uh, run <laughs> if there if there is a fire if there's yeah. a fire in all the engines you're screwed anyway um however and we thought okay so he tried to do this but apparently according to the news release from the airlines they said thankfully for the quick action of the pilots they were yeah. able to well, reverse the, the, when, when he did the it, it it wasn't like everybody was taking a break there were three other people in the cockpit with him and he wasn't the pilot. He was sitting in the, what do they call that, the jump seat jump or whatever? Seat, yeah. Uh, it, like in, uh, what was the movie, uh, uh, Catch Me If You Can? Leonardo DiCaprio was mm-hmm. always, you know, getting on board a flight and sitting in the jump seat. Uh, but there was a pilot in there, navigator, co-pilot, and uh, then he was there. And I, I guess you would think, I mean, these guys probably know each other. I mean, it's kind of a close-knit, if you fly for, you know... One airlines, that's who you fly for. Yeah, it's not like are. you're jumping around. So there's a good chance they knew each knew each other, or the fact that the fact that he was an airline pilot, he was a confirmed airline pilot. You're not going to sit there and think, "Hey, he's going to come in here and try and crash yeah. the plane," right? So he's going to have probably full use and, of the cockpit. How much you want to bet? And again, we okay. First of all, don't kill yourself. It's just stupid. Don't do it. But if you're bound and determined, there's no need for you to take 83 people with mm-hmm. you. They don't want to go. How much do you want to bet this brings about change in rules for oh, airlines for, again? Yeah, might be the last time a pilot the last sits time in the a jump pi- seat. Yeah, if you well, no, I think I think they can still sit in the jump seat, but I think you're going to see the change where if you are a pilot and you're not a part of the flight crew, you are not allowed to be. You'll be just like the rest of the uh, mm-hmm. people in the in the cabin. You're not allowed to be in the cockpit like you. Yeah. It used to be when you and I were younger on, on the flight deck. You and I were younger. We could go up and get a tour mm-hmm. while the plane was in motion of the and, cabin and, and I, meet the captain I, and everything. My like first that. trip, I got some wings from the pilot. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. That was on Hughes Air West. Thanks 19, a lot, Finn Laden. 1972. Can't do that anymore. I, I will be willing to bet you money right now. Where's your wife? She's always good for a $5 bet. <laughs> She's in the newsroom at the moment. <laughs> I'll be willing to Besides, bet her she, $5 that she this was changes. Mad. Okay, she she lost a $5 bet to you the other day. <laughs> and on the way home, she said to me, why? <laughs> no, she didn't even say, why did you let me bet him? She says, why weren't you in the room when I was betting him? Because you were supposed to stop me. If you're wondering about the uh, bet, um, she was talking about who was the last person to make Mm. a deal. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. There's been four. The last person before uh, Jenna Ellis did it today, whoever it was last week. um, uh, God, I can't. Powell, Sidney Powell made the uh, deal last week. It was the guy after Sidney Powell, though, right? No, I think it was. Well, maybe well, maybe you you may be right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she said, "Hey, he's go- they're going to trial next week." And I go, "No, they're not." She goes, "Yeah, they are." And I said, "I will bet you five dollars that they make the same exact deal." I think you are right that Sidney Powell made. And it was what an hour. An hour later, and, and here, ca- and here came the, the uh, here came the headlines. Well, he's decided to also plead guilty. And you said, "I bet she's in there right now, uh, just angry <laughs> as can be." And she came into the studio, and she'd been in there angry as could be. <laughs> 
I don't believe uh, this is this, the last, by the way. It's it's Debbie McAllister we're talking about. The way I do happen to be married to her. But yes, she, but she's she, in the newsroom. She, and, she does our morning news and also the morning traffic. Yeah, and she had just seen the news where the trial uh, for this guy was supposed to start this week and yeah. was saying that, and I said there's not going to be a trial next week, and that was what we ended up betting on. So, uh, by the way, four now officially have made deals in the Georgia case. Um, I don't think this is the end as of yet. Who knows? They're going to get to a point where we go, all right, we don't need any more. That's enough. Pretty soon it'll be 18 of the 19. Guess which one is the 19th? Have not admitted to any. I mean, have uh, pleaded guilty. Uh, This one, I. uh, she must be talking about Trump. It says Nurse Ratchet, I don't think that's her real name, wrote in to say last night a certain someone in his speech realized the word us could be U.S., told his supporters they don't need to vote, praised Orban as the great leader of Turkey, and compared himself to Nelson Mandela. Sorry to say we had to get out the jacket again and give him a dose of antipsychotics. Hopefully he'll recover in a couple of years. And Orban, she means Erdogan. So, Um, I guess that was Trump, not Biden. We, we every time one of them gives a speech, we get several letters telling us what was wrong with the speech, yeah. uh, and and it, there's always something, and they're usually right. Uh, another text message: Snake River Pool and Spa, Boise Meridian and Twin Falls. Text message says: I think serving in Congress should be like jury duty. Mm. If you get a summons in the mail and move to D.C. for four years, I would love to see how people would try to get out of being Speaker of the House. <laughs> Speaker of the house. <laughs> we should, we need to play that song again. Never um, wants a passerby to pass him by. Uh, um, no, another email here uh, uh, from Hey Stupid, apparently. Writes in Mike at KBY.com, um, talking about the uh, speaker vote. Mm-hmm. Says the only time a single vote would matter is if the vote is a tie. How many times in history has there been a tie, stupid? Well, let me ask you this, Hey Stupid. Hey Stupid, how many times in history has a speaker been voted out of speakership? Hmm. Never before January or before uh, uh, August of this year. If if there's a tie and then someone votes and puts it over the top, how many of those votes uh, on the side that won could you have lost and still won? None, None, right? Right. Okay, so every vote is important then. I will also say how many times in history have there been 15 votes before a speaker was chosen? How many times in history have you seen at least a different congressman, uh, at least two different congressmen and counting, been put forward by their party for votes to have them not get elected as speaker? What we find humorous is the situation. We don't find any of the people necessarily funny in and of themselves. Uh, They're all trying to do, you know, their best, I'm sure. It's just the the situation has turned it into a little bit of a clown show. And once again... I'm making fun of you because you're trying to call me stupid because of something that has never happened before happening. And I just pointed out how many different things in this exact mm. same subject that are happening for the first time ever. And you, you're using the example of, hey, uh, an exact tie has never happened before in history. So um, there's always a first time. So you get this today. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point... In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber 
for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. I'm not even sure I want God to have mercy on your soul. See, that, that leaves out the, the, the part, because it was a debate. And that leaves out the, the, the part where the guy says, I award you no, no points. points. <laughs> um, uh, another text message or email, Mike at KBY.com. I think these people testifying against Trump are being threatened, and that's why they are flipping. I don't believe a single word of any judge, lawyer, or politician. This stinks to high heaven, and there is nothing anybody can do about it. Um, I will say you are correct on both fronts. Number one, they are being threatened. Number two, there is nothing that they can do about it. Um, when you say threatened, though, I just want to make it clear. I mean, they're not being threatened. Hey, we're going to kill you if you don't switch or anything like that. What they're being threatened with, and you see this happen all the time. I mean, this is a huge weapon in the arsenal for prosecutors Mm -hmm. because you can point out and say if you are found guilty when we go to court on this this and this you could do 35 years in prison or if you agree to work with us and plead guilty we're going to do you no no prison time and you'll receive you know a a year probation and it's uh it's it's not so much a threat i think as it is just kind of trying to guide them through reality, saying, here's what could actually happen to you, and you know, then where would you be? I mean, besides appealing all of it. Um, and I, w- I will say, it, I mean, it works, because even you've seen so many people, and I've talked to people here even locally, yeah. who, and I'm one of them. I, I mean, I'm one of them in a case that I had, a poker case here in the Treasure Valley, which I've talked with uh, numerous times, where I was found not guilty the first time around on appeal. They threw out all the evidence, said you can't use that as evidence. And so it was either, all right, we're going to take you to court, and this is a possibility, or we can just, you plead guilty right now, and you just get this fine. So uh, that was the worst case scenario. So that's not a big deal. But when you're sitting there, and you're staring in the face, and you don't know what happens when you go to court. If you're sitting there staring in the face 35 years in prison for charges that could be brought against you, you could mm-hmm. be found guilty of, and your lawyer is saying, look, we don't know what's going to happen in court. We don't know what's happening. I mean, this is Georgia, after all. Um, we don't know how many friendlies you're going to have on the jury. So really, anything could happen here. The fact that you may think you're 100% innocent, but you don't have to do any jail time. And I, I, I'm talking specifically about Sidney Powell. And this is, I mean, why wouldn't she take this deal? None of the charges ended up being against her that she pled guilty for ended up being felonies. So you know what that means? She gets to keep her mm-hmm. law license. She can still, yeah, she practice, can still practice law. law yeah. if, it, if she got found guilty of any felonies or ha- had pled guilty to a felony, she loses the ability to practice law, and uh, out the window goes her law degree, all those years of studying. She ends up not doing any prison time with the possibility she had, you know, could have done decades in prison. She doesn't have to spend one day in jail. She just gets uh, fined, probation. Mm-hmm. Even if you thought you were guilty, or thought you were not guilty, why right. wouldn't you take that deal? I don't right? know. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm asking are, you from your standpoint. We, we just gave the story yesterday about a guy who spent a long time in prison because he refused to take a deal because he wasn't guilty. Mm-hmm. And he just kept saying, you yeah. keep telling me I have to plead guilty in order to get out soon or do this. And, and none of that is fair because I am not guilty. And he stayed in prison for a long time. Not not just stayed in prison. Just because he wouldn't play the game. He just said, what's right is right, and what's right is that I didn't do it. Not just stayed in prison. He was in prison and on death row. He well, was sentenced true. to death. Right. And then here just recently found out totally innocent. Yeah. 
and they let they, him they, walk. They, they finally, the Innocence Project, had them go through and check all the DNA, and it turns out his DNA wasn't in there, or, you know, wherever. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Need to take a break here. One more segment on the way. If you want to get through, here's your final chance to do that. Also, final chance, if you want Jason Mraz concert tickets, your final chance. Just text, I like Jason. It was That's love, it. wasn't it? Was it love? Yeah, I think I said, I think everybody's texting, I, well, I like, I love, either one. One person's like is another person's love. How about, um, how about I don't dislike Jason? <laughs> Jason is meh. Uh, just text that in right now to 208-336-3700. Last five I, minutes to I do I like it. free stuff. You can, we, you can do you that. Can, yeah. Um, we'll give away the tickets. They go on sale Friday morning at 10 a.m. Want your tickets before you can buy them. Final chance to do it right now. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 951-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. A couple of emails to get through. Um, hey Stupid wrote back, said, uh, I was not talking about the Senate vote. Neither were we, because there is no Senate vote. It's the House vote. I was talking about the general vote, like for the president uh, presidential ex- election, for example. But I doubt you will read this because it's a legit explanation. You call people stupid, so what comes around goes around. Uh, you were the one that called uh, me stupid there, um, quite frankly, and I still don't understand the point you're trying to make. We weren't talking about the general election. We were talking about the House Speaker vote. So how am I supposed to assume, because when I assume it makes an ass out of you, um, how would I assume that you were talking about the general election we were talking about the vote for Speaker of the House? I, I don't, you did never mentioned that. Um, so once again, he says, uh, if, if your question is how many times in history has there been a tie vote for the president of the United States? Never. And I'm not, what's the total electoral votes that are available? I, I think it's specifically designed so that there can't be a tie. 535. 535. So it, it physically cannot be a tie. Oh, there can if like a, a third party candidate. Oh, that's candidate, true. If a third party candidate, yeah, yeah you're right. a certain number. Um, yeah. Mike writes in. He says a slate of nine election deniers vie for House speakership. How fragmented and fragile is our democracy? And it's of course down to like what five now, right? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to see if there's uh, been an update. If they've had the. Uh oh nope, it is an update. Emmer and Johnson will face off for the speaker nomination. Oh. So, so, man, they've moved fast. Mike Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson, Representative Tom Emmer, who is uh, currently the majority whip, are the final two standing. I still say they need to do two men enter, one man leave. <laughs> Thunderdome. Um, uh, Justin Aboyce, he says, I don't think people dislike Liz Cheney because she voted to certify the election. They don't like her because of her involvement in the January 6th Pelosi sham congressional hearing where no cross-examination was allowed of their witnesses and no evidence was allowed to be offered by the opposition. A very fair process indeed. And Liz Cheney is an attorney, although not a very good one. She is also a tool and allowed the Dems to use her. That's why she was primaried. I, I, I kind of, to a certain extent, I agree with some of that. And once again, this kind of ties into something we were talking earlier this morning about Rep, uh, Representative Mike Simpson. She was 
elected to represent her district. They didn't like the way they was that she was being represented. Yeah. And this is how you handle it. If you don't like the person, the way your person, you don't yell and scream, you don't make threats. They get they have the ability to be fired or rehired. And that's what happened. Only they disliked her so much, her constituents yeah. I'm talking about, they didn't even uh, allow her to go forward in the primary. She got primaried. Just uh, one more here. This is, I like it, Bud from Idaho, uh, not Bud Light, Bud from Idaho, says it's easy to interpret Trump. If he says it didn't happen, it did. If he says it did happen, it didn't. He calls the real news the fake news and calls the fake news the real news. Every accusation is actually a confession. When he says a lot of people are saying it, that means it isn't true. When he says the worst in American history, he's actually saying, I literally know nothing about American history. And when he says it's a disgrace, it means, fine, you caught me. I don't think Bud is a, a Trump fan. Yeah, uh, save that email for tomorrow morning, <laughs> okay. if, if you would. I'd like to talk a little bit more about that. We're up on time. Uh, text message in, Casper, what the hell is wrong with you? You you bet five dollars it doesn't even get you a plate of bacon at pork belly. <laughs> now you got to spend some of your own dollars. LOL. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I should have said, hey, hey I bet you breakfast at pork belly. That would, that would have been good. Um, thank you for the phone calls and emails. Final thirty seconds. If you haven't texted, I love Jason yet to two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. You've got thirty seconds. We'll pick a winner. Uh, don't worry. If you don't win this round, we've got more tickets uh, coming up for you. Nate Shellman has tickets. We've got more Boise State tickets. Nate Shellman has those this afternoon. We'll have more of both coming up here tomorrow morning on News Talk KBOI.